welcome to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. I'm your host, John Carlin, speaking to you as a member of the Board of Directors for Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge because I am unabashedly a fan of all there is to do and enjoy here in Virginia's Blue Ridge Reason. This is a podcast where I'll tell you all about great things happening in Virginia's Blue Ridge, Roanoke, Roanoke County, City of Salem, Botetourt, and Franklin Counties. Nice little region just nestled here in the mountains of Western Virginia. If you're listening from outside the region and looking for maybe a reason to come here, I I tell you that. And if you uh, live here, well, yeah, you already know that, and, and I apologize. And the holiday season is here, and of course, with COVID, things are going to be different this year. And we've done a whole series of podcasts on how different localities and, uh, you know, the ballet and, and everybody, they're all finding a way to continue with the Christmas traditions, but it is, it is different this year. And uh, I want you to consider going to Rocky Mount in Franklin County, right in the middle of Franklin County, the county seat there. Of course, normally they have a big holiday celebration one over a series of weekends with parades, meetings with Santa, lots going on with local shops, the local farmer's market. This year, of course, thanks to COVID, you can still go. You can still have a wonderful holiday experience. They've reimagined this very nicely. And yes, in fact, you can still see Santa and all the local shops are are laying out their holiday welcome mats. And we'll be hearing all about that in this podcast. But the other thing you can do uh, while you're down there, you can walk the the area of downtown or uptown and then have a drink at a local brewery. Uh, There's even a distillery there. Uh, Of course, Franklin County is famous for its moonshine history and this distillery makes legal moonshine and they make cocktails with it too so um, it's not just having that that harsh moonshine taste if maybe anybody's ever uh, given you a little dash of moonshine at a party or, <laughs> or something like that it's not all that uncommon around here but this is this is really a refined quote-unquote moonshine and there is a distillery there it's all very legal with ABC licenses and it's something fun to do Um, so that's something that you can think about uh, as you uh, take in the quote-unquote holiday spirit all right and coming up, we'll be talking today with Beth Sims. Beth is in charge of economic development for the town of Rocky Mount. She's going to share with us all the details on how you can do everything that I just mentioned. Maybe even spend the night in Rocky Mount if you like. There's a couple of great B&Bs there. And of course, uh, while I'm just talking about our region, I'm going to deviate from Rocky Mount for just a minute, talk about the Blue Ridge region as a whole, especially uh, I want to brag if you're from outside the area and you're you're looking uh, to this podcast maybe to give you some information, but we need to brag that the Blue Ridge Outdoors magazine has just named Roanoke a top adventure town, beating out Chattanooga and Asheville in the finals for the large metro areas in the Blue Ridge region. And we also uh, have a uh, flag in the sand that states that we are America's East Coast mountain biking capital. We've been designated as a Silver Level Ride Center by the International Mountain Bike Association, better known as IMBA. Uh, we have uh, right here in the immediate immediate region, uh, we have the Carvin's Cove, Explore Park, Mill Mountain right in the heart of the city with uh, I think it's about 10 miles of trails on Mill Mountain. And I will say that those are mostly uh, intermediate and advanced. And since it's on the side of a mountain, there is a, a little bit of climbing. But 
very doable, and you'd be amazed at the number of people who grab their mountain bike on their lunch break and go ride the mountain and then come back and have lunch at their desk and continue at work, and that's that's just the kind of thing that happens here. But we have other local rides. Uh, there's a great series of trails in Arcadia, in Blue Ridge. We have a famous uh, ride here called Dragon's Back and many others, and there will be a link in the show notes uh, if you want to get more information on how to access all of those trails. But we always have to talk about our outdoor opportunities in our, and especially our cycling and mountain biking opportunities here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Uh, again, we're nestled in the Blue Ridge Mountains. The Blue Ridge Parkway passes right through our region. So if you want to come play in the mountains and enjoy what we call a Metro Mountain Adventure, well, this is this is the place to do that. So what is a Metro Mountain Experience or Adventure? Uh, think of this as like an outdoor playground. Right, we've got the hiking, we've got the mountains, you know, all the bicycling I've mentioned. There's really good fishing in the region, including some native trout fishing. Good, I mean, world-class smallmouth fishing in the James and the New Rivers, kayaking, Roanoke River goes right through the middle of the city, tubing, that kind of fun stuff in the summertime. So you go out and you play in the outdoors, but then you come in and you can feel a little bit refined, right? Because we have the famous Tobin Museum of Art, the Transportation Museum of Virginia, the Science Museum of Western Virginia. We have brew pubs, shopping, great restaurants. The kids can go play in Kids Square. We've got a pinball museum, the old Winston Link, famous uh, railroad photographer. Uh, all of his images are, are headquartered here at the old Winston Link Museum. Um, and so you can go play outdoors, and then you return for a bit of fun, or sophistication if you want it, fine dining, very nice shops, city market. We have a new mass general store in downtown Roanoke. Uh, and, of course, there's lots of family things to do as well. And speaking of families, man, we host so many sports tournaments here. Uh, so people come here to play on our softball fields, which we have a whole variety of areas. And tournaments love to come here from all over the United States. Uh, we have gyms for volleyball. Uh, we have a lot of soccer fields. And so we host a lot of soccer tournaments and a lot of gym gyms for uh, for basketball uh, as you know that kind of goes along with the volleyball so you name it we have uh, fields and gyms galore uh, here in the region and th- this is this is what we are all about we have the hotels to support all the families that want to come with the kids and so forth uh, for, for all these tournaments for for a, a weekend or a long weekend not a full list but I just I'm just trying to paint a picture of what the region is all about and why you might want to come hang out for a week or a weekend or if you live here maybe realize what's right under your nose and you didn't know it uh, we just want everybody to know what Virginia's Blue Ridge is all about Now, this is episode five. I am recording in November of 2020. And of course, we're coming up on the holiday season. Uh, Downtown Roanoke Incorporated, once again, is hosting Dickens of a Christmas with precautions for COVID. This year, it'll be different. Instead of the three Friday nights, it's always been this year. It's been, again, reimagined as 25 Days of Dickens. And that's all in episode four. Uh, with Jamie Clark of Downtown Roanoke Incorporated. So if you want to know more about Dickens in Roanoke, that's that's right there in our previous podcast. But this week, it's a, a proud small-town Christmas opportunity in Rocky Mount. I have, now, I have to tell you that I love Rocky Mount, and I can say that with some authority because Mary and I lived there for 11 years. Uh, when I first moved to the Roanoke region to become the local television news anchor, uh, 
we moved to Rocky Mount. It's a long story I won't go into, but we found a house that we loved right on Spring Street, which is a, a good, you know, good golf shot from right in the middle of downtown. So we were right there. I was a member of the Rotary Club and still have some great friends from, from that era. Uh, I was involved in helping to build the, the YMCA there, which is a wonderful facility. Uh, so it's just a, a welcoming little community, and they have a great small-town atmosphere. There's an uptown and a downtown because of the way the geography is in Rocky Mount. You kind of go up a hill, and the business uh, center continues up by the courthouse and so forth, um, but it's all part of the business district, and uptown and downtown are kind of separated by a hill, thus the, thus the up and down. Um, but now, of course, they've got the brew pubs. they got the distillery I mentioned, a couple of B&Bs, great roadside. Cycling, nearby mountain bike trails at Wade Park. Eventually, we'll be doing a, a whole podcast on Wade Park because they have a very, very nice skills area there, and they've hosted some fairly large caliber races at Wade Park. And so, uh, there's just, just just a lot going on in Rocky Mount and in uh, surrounding Franklin County, and especially during the holidays. And so, we're going to talk about the holidays for the most part coming up, but we'll be, we'll be touching on some of those other year-round things as well. And that is with Beth Sims, and it's coming up on the Visit PBR podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. I'm your host, John Carlin, again, and today we have Beth Sims with us. Beth is the Economic Development Director from the town of Rocky Mount, and we're going to be talking about holiday things in Rocky Mount, but also some year-round reasons that you want to visit Rocky Mount. Beth, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, John. I'm excited to be here. Good deal. So the holidays, uh, normally, the, you know, there are three big Friday nights in Rocky Mount. There's a Christmas parade. Uh, in fact, I was the grand marshal of that Christmas parade years and years ago. I, I mean, years ago, like the early 1990s. But how have you changed and adapted for COVID this year? Yeah, so we have two big Christmas events every year. Well, really three, um, and they usually all fall that very first weekend in December. Um, the big, the biggest one being Come Home to a Franklin County Christmas, um, and people are pro- probably pretty familiar with that by now. I think it's been around about ten years, uh, maybe fifteen or so, um, and it brings in about fifteen thousand people on one Friday night. Um, and then usually we have the charity home tour that same weekend, and then the parade falls usually on that Sunday afternoon. And we just knew for safety reason, and the organizations that host those events knew for safety reasons um, that they just weren't going to be possible this year. But at the same time, our small local independent businesses uh, need our support. And so what our businesses have done, the majority of them in the downtown area have come together and agreed to stay open later on Friday nights um, till about 8 p.m. And they'll each be kind of doing their own thing. So maybe they'll have a special sale. Maybe they'll be doing a gift card special. You know, they'll all be doing something. Um, you know, some I think are even going to do hot chocolate, um, some stuff like that. So We'll have restaurants open, um, you know, gift shops open, retail, you know, we have a jewelry store downtown, furniture store downtown. So lots of lots of variety and they'll all be open till about 8 p.m. 
Um, with that, we're also going to have increased um, lights. Our decorations for the town of Rocky Mount are pretty traditional. Um, they're the white lights with the evergreen and the big red bows. Um, and most of our businesses um, just feed off of that. So we have what's called the Community Partnership for Revitalization organizes um, and promotes the white light campaign. And so every business does um, some type of a dis display with white lights and evergreen. Um, so that'll be part of it. Um, we'll have the increased light. We have a street sounds music system that plays music throughout downtown. If you've ever been to downtown in the last year or so, um, usually it plays either past harvester musicians or future harvester musicians. Um, but from Thanksgiving till the end of the year, it'll be playing Christmas music. So we'll cut the volume of that up. Um, and then um, we will even have a socially distant Santa. Um, tell, me, tell me about the Santa Claus. <laughs> this is not virtual. This is... You get to see Santa in person, you just, don't, you just don't get to approach Santa. Is that the way you're doing it? Yes, that's correct. If you've been to downtown Rocky Mount, you know we have the farmer's market. And then right up kind of this little hill from the farmer's market, we have a, a historic clock um, and kind of just like a little seating area. And so we'll have Santa there um, with um, he'll be sitting in a chimney um, and so the kids can come by and wave at him um, because we want to protect Santa this year. We're lucky that he's going to come visit us um, three Friday nights, uh, but we want to ensure his health and safety. Um, so the kids will just wave from him from below at the farmer's market. Um, and then we also have his, he'll have his mailbox with him um, that will be down at the farmer's market. So um, make sure the children write their letters to Santa and bring them and put them in the mailbox. Um, and so they can drop their letter to Santa and then wave at him from a distance. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Well, that'll be popular as well. And uh, uh, do you have, um, uh, hopefully Santa doesn't attract such big crowds that it looks like the end of the uh, Notre Dame Clemson game. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but everybody rushed the field after Notre Dame won, but, and everybody was like, oh, social distancing, you know, big win, yeah, but social distancing. But, so you're gonna keep people separated as they come by to wave to Santa. Yeah, yeah, we will. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why we, sp we spread it out instead of having one Friday night, it'll be three Friday nights. Um, and it's about from 3 to 8 p.m. Um, Santa will be there from 5 to 7. We will have Facebook pages that will, and that's if you want to find out more information about these events, if you just follow the Town of Rocky Mount's Facebook page and our Discover Rocky Mount Instagram page, we'll have a series of events there called Festive Fridays. Um, and every Friday we'll have a theme as well. One night will be Flannel Fridays, so we encourage everybody to wear their flannel or buffalo checker plaid stuff. Uh, another Friday, of course, will be Ugly Christmas Sweater Friday. You can't have a Christmas event now without having ugly Christmas sweaters. And then we will have Christmas characters. So, you know, wear your Santa hat or your elf hat or just something to try to bring some cheer. Like I said, we won't be having any like outside vendors coming in. Uh, we won't be having live entertainment, at, unfortunately, this year. So just think of this as more of little micro events and, or initiatives that all the businesses are doing. We have plenty of parking downtown Rocky Mount. Uh, it's free parking. Um, so we have plenty of parking. And so the, the thought is just come in, park, and, and, and stroll the streets and, and spend your money locally. Um, do your Christmas shopping you know, here locally. Well, hopefully that'll work. Now, you know, if somebody's listening in the surrounding area, I think the people who live in Rocky Mount know a lot about what you're saying already. But let's say you're living in, in Roanoke or Lynchburg or Smith Mountain Lake or whatever. What, what would it feel like to come into Rocky Mount on one of these holiday Fridays? I mean, what, what's there? You know, why should I get in my car and drive? <laughs> 
Whenever I come in, um, I lived in North Carolina for a few years and just moved back here and I guess about two years, moved back to the area. Um, but I remember when I would come home, because the event was called Come Home to a Franklin County Christmas. Even before you get to the event, when you first pull into Rocky Mount and you see the greenery and the red bows and the white lights, it's just a sense of, to me, it's a sense of nostalgia uh, for one, and then just a sense of simplicity. You know, it's, it's um, I think, you know, if you watch those Hallmark Christmas movies, most of them are set in a small town. Um, and we really are, uh, we are that setting um, right here, you know, just 30 minutes outside of Roanoke. I love the, I love your answer, though, to the uh, nostalgia. So let's pick it back up here. There are some restaurants. I mean, if you drive in from town or from, from out of town, uh, where might someone stop and have a bite to eat? in Rocky Mountain. Oh, we have so many good restaurants. That's one thing too. And they're all lo- they're all pretty much locally owned. Um, a lot of them have been in business for years. If you come in from Roanoke um, or from the North area, you would hit um, Ippy's uh, restaurant first. Um, they've been in business for over a hundred years. I think their hundred year anniversary was last year in 2019. Um, but of course they started in Roanoke and then moved to Rocky Mountain. They're on their third generation now of, of family ownership. Um, the best steak I think I've ever had. Uh, they also have great seafood as well. They're, they're a very big restaurant, so they've been able to maintain the socially distanced. You know, they just block off every other table. I've been in there numerous times. The serving staff always has on their masks. You can, you can see the extra cleaning protocols they're doing. So that's a good choice if you want a good hearty steak or seafood. We also, especially if you're coming in from the south side of 220, we have a barbecue restaurant here. People have probably heard about it now by now. It's called Buddy's Barbecue. Um, They recently won um, many awards at the Roanoke Wing Contest. Um, We had a show come down a couple weeks ago and they said it was the best ribs he had ever had. Um, So Buddy's Barbecue was great for stuff like that. Um, You know, ribs, barbecue, brisket, chicken, um, that. And then in our downtown area, um, that will be open on that Friday night if you would rather walk somewhere. Once you, you know, you can park and walk. Um, Center Stage Catering. Um, so many people are probably familiar with them. They're a very good catering company in the region. Of course, they've had to pivot. Um, and so they've been doing these pop-up um, events, usually on, on Friday nights anyways. Um, and so they'll be doing those. Um, so you can walk up and get something to eat there. And then over on the other side of kind of downtown, um, there's a place called Rocky Mount Burger Company. And they have really good burgers and wings and they sell craft beer. And then across the street from that is, uh, of course, Twin Creeks Distillery. <laughs> Everybody right. knows right, uh, our claim to fame here down in Franklin County. But the thing, Moonshine. I, Moonshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. And they make the, they, and I'm not just saying this because I work here, but the, the, you know, a lot of people are scared to drink moonshine because they've probably had um, some that really hurt and burned in their past. Um, but Twin Creeks makes this, the, the, cleanest, you know, smoothest moonshine that I've ever tasted um, when it comes to the legal, you know, distilleries that are out there now. Uh, they make uh, great apple brandy and peach brandy. And and the thing I love about it, too, is is they make good cocktails with it. You don't just go in and get a shot of moonshine. You go in and get a, a seasonal cocktail. Um, they had a s'mores cocktail in October. Um, and I think, I don't know what, I haven't seen their November cocktails yet, but they change every month. And they always fit the season. So in December, I'm sure they'll have like eggnog or something like that. And so all that was is, is within a really short walking distance of each other. Yeah, because downtown is, is not that big. It's basically, in, I, I would say it's basically one or two streets at the most, and you can walk the whole thing 
if you just walked without stopping to shop in like 10, 15 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. We, um, and it's, it's what's cool too is, you know, a lot of places have either an uptown or a downtown. We're lucky in that with our geography, we have both. <laughs> um, we have an uptown and a downtown. You can do the whole loop. It's a little over a mile. I think it's like 1.2 miles. And, but yeah, you, you know, you can just walk the whole loop and experience everything. And if you want to just be in the downtown area, then that's even in sh- a shorter walk. And of course you don't have to climb the hill. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just for, and again, I lived in Rocky Mount for, uh, for more than 10 years. So I know the topography pretty well there. Uptown is kind of the area by the courthouse. Right. And, and then you, you go down the hill and that's downtown. Yeah. <laughs> It, it makes sense about uptown and downtown and you go down a hill and there's downtown and there's the hardware stores and the restaurants and the farmer's market and all the, all the things that you've been, been talking about. And, and I just love, love, love Rocky Mount. I wish it was closer to where I worked. I'd still live there. Uh, but it was a lot of driving back and forth uh, from, from my job at the TV station. Okay. So let's talk about some other things that people might want to do. You talked about the Twin Creeks distillery. Now, how long have they been open now? Um, they've been open over, I want to say over six years. Yeah. Um, and they've been in Rocky Mount now for about a year and a half with their taping room. Right. And they're making legal moonshine. Right. So uh, they've got their liquor license and they're, they're distilling it. So they're kind of capitalizing on the whole uh, Franklin County history with, with moonshine and so forth, which we won't get into too much right now. Maybe in a future podcast, we could do, we could do a whole podcast about moonshining in, in Franklin. Um, and then Center Stage Catering with their pop-up events. I really like that. Uh, do, now, do they still have a restaurant there? Are they? No, there's a um, there's a coffee shop there. Coffee um, shop. Okay. Yeah, uh, but it's not owned by the same people, but it's really good too. Um, it's called the Whole Bean Coffee House. That's right. Okay. Um, and now, uh, unfortunately, because of COVID, uh, the Harvester is not doing performances right now. I, hopefully they will come back. They have nationally known singers and, and acts coming in. They have them coming in all the time. Any idea how the Harvester uh, is going to participate in Christmas or? So you will see, um, we're doing um, some promotions for like Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And so that whole weekend, just watch, um, we'll be doing some promotions. Um, our box office is still open. Um, it's open Tuesdays through Fridays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So if you want to come get a gift card or buy tickets for a future show, um, Rex, our box office manager, is there those days. Um, and we're just kind of using this downtime to plan for the future. Uh, you know, and so you'll see some promotions. And then, you know, hopefully when we reopen next year, it will be back and better than ever. Yeah, well, I, I, I love that place. And I've been to numerous performances there. I guess most people probably have now if you live in the region. Um, and then the, right at, almost across the street, there's the Grove, mm-hmm. which used to be this grand old home, and now it's a B&B. Yeah, so now it's called the Early Inn um, okay. at the Grove. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, it's a six-bedroom, um, six-suite, six-bedroom bed and breakfast. Um, and then they also built a pavilion last year to host events. Um, so they've had quite a few weddings and um, he even does um, what's called like the micro events. Uh, the pavilion seats, I don't know, probably two or 300, uh, but uh-huh. they'll do small events of just like less than 50 people uh, and it's outdoors. Um, and so that way it's, you know, it's, it's, he's still off. They're offering something for our community, but in a safe way. 
Right. And there's another B&B in town as well, right? Yeah, the Claiborne House. It's been here for a while. Um, New owners, uh, Amy and Matt, are great. Uh, They're having their open house. Both of those uh, bed and breakfasts are having their open house on December 6th. Uh, I'm not sure of the exact times um, right offhand, Um, but she does an amazing job decorating for Christmas. Um, Like tons of Christmas trees, just like I said, something out of a Hallmark movie. (laughs) Right. Well, the Claiborne House is so pretty. Both of those are just beautiful kind of traditional uh, Southern opportunities for somebody to come and and really enjoy the hospitality. And, you know, one of the things that I've noticed, of course, I've, I've lived in Roanoke now for 20 years, but... When you, when you just go south 20 miles, living in Rocky Mount really and being in Rocky Mount is like being in the south as opposed to Roanoke, which just feels a little bit more cosmopolitan, maybe a little bit more Midwest, but, but Franklin County just feels southern to me. Yeah. And, and it's a nice southern. It's a very genteel, very, very warm and inviting place, and, and I think that's what makes it great. Um, so, hey, can we talk a little bit about, um, I want to talk about some of the natural opportunities, and I'll get to the Grassy Hill Nature Preserve, but Wade Park has really come on. Now, it's just outside, but you know, let's say you come to town, you want to, you want to uh, bring your bicycle or you want to go hiking or whatever, uh, fishing. Uh, so you stay in a B&B, you shop, you, you go to the distillery, you go to the brewery, you get up, you go have a cup of coffee. And then, uh, and then you want to go out to Wade Park, which is, what, six or seven miles outside of town at the most? I think it's only like three or four miles, actually. Three or four miles. Yeah. Okay. And what's going There's, I know there's some great new mountain biking things happening out there and other recreation. My kids played soccer at Wade Park forever. Um, yeah. So tell me about Wade Park. What's up with that? Yeah, so Paul Chapman and Matt Ross from Franklin County Parks and Rec, um, they have done, a, with you know, with their staff, they have done a great job um, really making it a mountain bike destination, um, you know, feeding off of the Roanoke East Coast mountain biking capital. Um, the thing that I love about it is, um, I'm going to be honest, I'm not a mountain biker. I'm a, I'm a greenway biker. Um, but they have recently opened um, what's called the Bike Skills Loop. Um, and so they did that. Um, our middle school here has a mountain biking club. And so it was the, uh, was the Parks and Rec Department, the middle schoolers, um, Lowe's uh, Home Improvement helped with it as well, um, a couple other sponsors. But right outside of the parking area at Wade Park um, near the playground, if you've been there to the left, is a loop. Um, that it's just very basic um, mountain bike skills. So that way, if you do, they're not elevated. They're just little little jumps or, or little elevations or things. And that way, if you do fall, you're not really going to hurt yourself. Um, but I love it because I've seen three and four-year-olds with the little strider bikes doing it. And then I've also seen adults who you can tell aren't comfortable really mountain biking trying it out. That's so good. I think Wade Park's done a great job with um, – getting the, the whole, you know, you've got black diamond mountain bike trails for the super advanced. And then now we have a bike skills loop for the beginner. So they've covered the whole spectrum of people who are interested in mountain biking. It really is. Uh, it's beautiful. I go over there, I don't know, three or four times a week um, to, to run. Um, so there's plenty of opportunities to run or walk. Um, there's fishing opportunities there at the pig river um, horseback riding there. You know, you can horseback riding on the trails as well. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. They bring do. your own horse though, right? Yeah, bring your own horse. Yeah, okay. Um, and they're and the signs are uh, they're pretty clear as to which trails are for what. 
Um, and like I said, there's plenty of parking. Um, during the summer, they have tubing rentals, uh, very affordable tubing rentals. Um, and then if you have your own kayak or canoe, um, that's a takeoff spot there um, and you could float down the pig river from there and the last two summers um, usually the pig is only you can only canoe or kayak through about june but because of the rain we had the last two years people were floating it up until up until august or so yeah because it gets low it, it gets right. low low and rocky and i've i've uh, done some stories out there for channel 10 but i've also uh, fished out there and i've also uh, kayaked out there as well so yeah. do, they, do they still do the pig river challenge every year yeah, I think the last two have been um, one was I think was weather, and then of course this past year was due to COVID. COVID, right. um, but they'll but they'll that's in May of every year. Right, and then there's always plenty of water for that. And uh, uh, my sons raced in that one year. I think I think I actually did did pretty well. Um, okay, so uh, so if you want to go out and do that now, I want to talk about Grassy Hill Nature Preserve which is that big mountain, if you're standing at the, uh, if you get off the exit, you immediately come to the area where Ippies and the Comfort Inn are. And if you're standing in the Comfort Inn parking lot and you look across the street, you see this big hill right outside. It's actually in the town limits, but that's, that is Grassy Hill. And it's now a nature preserve. So how, does, how do people integrate with that? Yeah, so that is, um you know, there was something I just learned about recently. I grew up here my whole life and um, just learned about it. But you can come, you come to 20 North and take that first exit um, down near where the YMCA and our uh, Row Center, there's a parking area down there. And it's only about a one and a half mile hike up to the Vista there. So, um, you know, I've seen where Mill Mountain and Maccabee's Knob and all these places are super crowded. Um, and that's great. Um, but we offer, we offer some hiking too and, and, and not as crowded, of course, just because it's kind of a seat, kind of not intended to be, but it's just people don't know about it yet. Um, but a beautiful vista up there, especially this time of year where some of the leaves are gone. Um, there's a total of six, over six miles of trail, like loops up there you can hike for more serious hikers. Um, now, part of that is closed right now due to deer management, uh, but they just do that for about two months a year. I think it's from now to like Christmas time or something. Um, but it's a beautiful, it's, it's, not a, it's not super strenuous, it's not super easy. I, I would say it's kind of a moderate level hike uh, and a beautiful view um, from the top up there. It sure is. I've been up there many, many I mean, dozens and dozens of times from from my time in town and there used to be a uh, a fire tower up there have they taken that down or is that still up there i don't know that's a good question know. yeah i don't know <laughs> but uh it was up there of course they don't use fire towers anymore but we would hike up there and we then we'd go to the top of the fire tower i don't know if we were supposed to but we did um it wasn't wasn't locked up or anything it just you just went up the stairs and boy the view was just just breathtaking from up there so are these trails now marked or yeah. They are okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah, that's all new. And, and you, then I, you know, I use the all, I'll use the all trails app as well. Um, and it was it was good. Yeah, describe I, that to people who who are not familiar with all trails. Oh, I love all trails, <laughs> especially somebody who started hiking later, a little bit later in life. Um, I was always nervous, and it's you know, um, and so it's just it's a almost like a GPS, you know, type for for hiking. Um, people kind of provide feedback and, and the, the app learns over time, but um, the Grassy Hill Nature Preserve hike is on that app. So if you have the All Trails app and you put in like Rocky Mount, um, it should pop right up. Okay, awesome, that's great. Uh, and that would be um, 
it is a hike that most people could do. It's not flat, but it's not, it's not terrible either. Right. So, uh, and it's, that's right from the back of the Giroux center, which is next to the YMCA. And, uh, that's, there's ample parking there. It's really, really easy to do and to access. So, um, so many memories coming back because I was involved with the building of the YMCA and the Giroux Center is named after your former superintendent of schools, Len Giroux. Yeah. And I, I used to, uh, he was in the Rotary Club with me down there and we, and we would sit and chat all the time and uh, it just brings back so many memories. So I'm glad all that is happening. Um, now you've got a bunch of parks in town that are, you know, just swing sets and, and more traditional parks, Mary Elizabeth, Mary Bethune, Gillies Park. Veterans Park. You want to you want to just kind of give me a rundown over those? Yeah, we have um, Mary Elizabeth is our big park in town that people are probably most familiar with. Uh, kind of traditional. It has a picnic shelter, um, a new basketball court, pickleball court, um, just an, um, tennis courts. Of course, um, there's plenty of free parking around there. Um, and then we have Mary Bethune Park, which is kind of a, a hidden treasure, kind of behind the courthouse area, and a, it's all near a residential neighborhood back in there. A great playground, picnic shelter. Um, we have Celeste Park, which is as you're going out of town towards Ferrum. Um, it's more of a reflective type park. Um, it's still in development. Um, it's, it's wooded um, with a couple of picnic tables and we're working on some trails out there. Um, and then we have Gillies Park, uh, which is right off of 220 uh, behind the middle school. Uh, and that's for fishing. Um, and so, and that's, it's beautiful out there. Even if you don't like fishing, it's beautiful just to go sit, um, to sit out there. Um, one thing that we have done with, um, you know, most, I guess all municipalities in Virginia got CARES money. Um, and one thing that we have done with that is we're upgrading our bathrooms at Mary Elizabeth and Mary Bethune. Um, we had recently upgraded the bathrooms at Gillies Park. Um, and so now we'll have bathroom, you know, nice brand new bathrooms at, at all of our parks. Um, so we were hoping to have that done sooner rather than later. But um, like everything with the pandemic, um, things get delayed. Um, apparently, you know, I guess there was a demand for, for that type of stuff. So, um, but anyways, but by the spring, uh, those parks will have nice, you know, brand new bathrooms as well. Right. So tell me more about the, which one is the fishing park? Is that Gillies? Gillies Park. Yep. I guess that makes sense because fish have gills, right? So <laughs> how, did, how did, I would assume that's like fishing more for like families and, and dads and in my case, granddads with small children. How does that work? How do you access the, the park? Yeah. So it's, um, if you come in off of 220 um, North, you would take the first left by, there's like a Shell station and an Arby's. You go down through there, it's, um, on, that's called State Street, and then you go, you, there's, it was an old Cundiff Lumber, you take another left, and then it dead ends right at the park. Okay, and then there's just, what, ponds there? Is that what it is? Yep, two, there's two different ponds there, yeah. Uh-huh, what, do you know what kind of fish? I don't, I'm not, uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm not a I'm, fisherman, so. I'm, I'm, I'm a fisherman, so, uh, but I would assume that it's probably bass and bluegills and the typical stuff that you would find in, in the ponds, but I've got a, uh, a, a grandson who's, going to be three soon and I just can't wait to get a fishing pole in his hand and, and get him out there so maybe maybe next summer that'll be uh, something that I do because you're always looking for a, a, a safe comfortable place to take a small child right, right right now uh, over uh, off route 619 which is now out in the county a little bit uh, there's um, there's also a park out there right 
Was that yep, still the, there? Yeah. Yep. That's just um, Franklin County Recreation Rec Park, Department. Yeah. Yep, yep. The Rec Park. Um, and so, and a little birdie has told me uh, they're working on something for Christmas out there. Yeah. Um, so can't can't really say too much yet. <laughs> um, but with the cancellation of of Rec Sports, they wanted to do something. Um, okay. And so and so yeah. So hopefully in the next couple weeks, um, they'll be able to announce what they're doing for Christmas out there. Okay, they have some ponds out there as well. That's yeah. actually where uh, I took my, my sons when they were small, and they caught their first little sunfish with their Mickey Mouse rod and reel out there. So, anyway, I just, I, I'm sorry. I, I keep digressing oh, from, you know, I'm talking about Rocky Mount when uh, when I lived there. But, man, we just had so much fun. Ride, I would ride my bike from Rocky Mount to Ferrum and back, and uh, those roads are beautiful. The drivers are courteous, and uh, it's just, you know, it's just a good place to be, to hang out. And, and now you you guys have really upgraded, uh, the downtown area with all the little eateries and the shops and so forth. And, um, you're not far, well, you're not far from Philpont Lake. You're nope. not far from Smith Mountain Lake. You're sort of right in the middle between the two lakes. So do you yeah. see people that, that come in and maybe stay in a and b and then go to one of the lakes? Has that happened? I think we see more, uh, I mean, yeah, possibly. And I think we see more people who are staying at either of the lakes and then come into Rocky Mount for like a day trip. Uh-huh. Because um, we're, yeah, we're, you know, depending on where you're at at the lakes, we're about a 20 to 30 minute drive from both, you know, Rocky Mount's right in the middle of Franklin County. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, I think we're in a great location. We're 20 or 30 minutes from just about anything. <laughs> yeah. And um, then you're, you're really smack dab between Martinsville and Roanoke. Mm-hmm. on Route 220. So you just, you go 220 south and you hit Martinsville and you go north and you're you're in Roanoke. Yeah. Um, and then Homestead Creamery is in Franklin County. Are they doing anything in, in Rocky Mount proper? I know they're not far from Rocky Mount. No, they, they don't technically do anything. Like they don't have a store or anything here. Um, they did bring the ice cream trailer here back in May or June. I remember they set up in town and, and I think that was successful for them. Um, but, but we just, we just love Homestead Creamery. It's, you know, it's a just 20 minute drive up the road from here. Um, I'm excited to get an eggnog milkshake in the, in the coming, uh, that's one of my favorites to get there. Um, I, so I haven't got one yet, but I'm looking forward to driving up the road and going and getting one. Um, I, I know, I'm not sure when this, this will air, but I saw they were doing a special for Veterans Day um, this week on November 11th. So they're just a really great community um, business that we have here. And, you know, it, this is the best. I mean, I have, my sister lives in Charleston, South Carolina, and um, they distribute down there and she still buys Homestead Creamery milk. Uh, It's great. Yeah, no, they really make outstanding products there. And uh, I love their ice cream in particular. Uh, I gained some, some weight because they had uh, when I, when I worked doing public relations for Ferrum college, we would go into the, cafeteria and they had homestead creamery ice cream in there and it was a just about every lunch i had some and i started putting on some pounds i mean you eat that stuff every day there's a lot of calories packed into their ice cream but it's good all right so um so wrapping up then we've got we've got rocky mount as a destination Mm-hmm. It's uh, there's there's so much to do if you just come for a day trip and then the holiday season. Uh, if you want to just maybe go over again the the Fridays that you've got and I love the the flannel Friday idea where people that you just wear flannel shirts and yeah that's yeah just something yeah just a little something extra. Um, so they'll be called festive Fridays and the three dates are December fourth, eleventh, and eighteenth. 
Um, we're promoting it from about 3 to 8 p.m. Um, like you said, every week we'll have a theme. Uh, one will be flannel Fridays, one will be ugly Christmas sweaters, and then the other one will be Christmas characters. Um, we'll have, you know, extra just pretty white lights with evergreen and red bows. We'll have the Christmas music up loud playing, and then uh, we'll have socially distanced Santa. Um, and then our businesses will be open and have their own kind of little specials or initiatives. Um, and, and like, but the, the town will be decorated for the whole month. So, you know, if you can't come on those Friday nights um, or, or if you, you know, so any you know, from Thanksgiving till the end of the year, our town is just beautiful during Christmas. I'm hoping we'll get some snow this year. <laughs> that way we can get some pictures of it with the, with the snow and the lights. Um, last year we, we couldn't do that. Um, so we're hoping to get some snow this year. Well, let's hope that happens. That'd be great. Nothing, nothing better than a than a white Christmas. And I know from living there, you, when it, you know Rocky Mount gets its share of snow, when when the region does, that's for sure. Yeah, and also just like um, the small business Saturdays, Giving Tuesdays, Cyber Mondays, a lot of our businesses um, are already planning, and we'll have we'll have specials and stuff for that. So so just keep a look for for what our businesses are doing for those weekend for that weekend. Good deal. Well, Beth Sims with the town of Rocky Mount, thank you so much for sharing all the town has to offer. Okay. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate it. So thanks to Beth Sims for joining me here on episode five of the Visit VBR podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes. I'll have links to all the information on everything that she mentioned from the flannel Fridays, man, I love that, to the ugly Christmas sweaters and, of course, how to see Santa from a safe distance and everything else we talked about. Don't forget also during the holiday season in Virginia's Blue Ridge, we have Illuminites at Explore Park. The Nutcracker Ballet is returning this year and, of course, Dickens of a Christmas in downtown Roanoke and also the town of Buchanan is also hosting a lot during Christmas in Botetourt County and we'll be talking about that very shortly here in another episode of the Visit VBR podcast. Now, um, if you are looking for the ultimate guide to what's going on here, you need to go to visitvbr.com. There, of course, all the information that we've been talking about with the holiday attractions and events in Virginia's Blue Ridge, and you'll also find blogs and maps for cycling, hikes to waterfalls, lists of restaurants, the Cheers Trail, which guides you through our local brew pubs and distilleries. Uh, and if you come here and you do something fun, take a selfie, take a group picture, have your server take a picture of all of you, and then post it under hashtag trailsetter, all one word, hashtag trailsetter, uh, because that's just... That's just something that we've created here to help people uh, follow each other through the Blue Ridge region. So thanks again to Beth for joining me here on the Visit VBR podcast. We'll have another podcast coming out soon, and I hope to see you here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Blue Ridge.